0: Welcome to the Ken Mack and Coach JV Show. The future of finance is here. Prepare for freedom. Get ready to swallow the red pill because every week we're bring you cutting edge, real, uncut, raw truths about finance in the world that you think you know to help you prepare for the biggest shift in generational wealth the world has ever seen. Warriors, guys, get your shit together. Let's go. Warriors, Hey, what's up everybody? It's Coach JV and Ken Mack back together again. We've both been traveling like crazy. I'm at home base for two months, and I always ask, where are you at today, Ken? <laughs> what's up, Coach JV? Good to be back, and it's good to see you back in the driver's chair again. Yes. I'm
1: still here in Dubai. I'll be here um, for a little while longer, and then we're going to start uh, uh, traveling uh, the world again, which I'm very excited about. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like the, just the every day, man, things are changing on a consistent daily basis like it's kind of getting a
0: little bit hard to keep up with the uh yeah. the world the crazy worldly events
1: that are taking place
0: yes like- in cryptocurrency i mean inflation war all that stuff and so hopefully let's just, let's today let's just dive into that and first i'm going to start out with some big big breaking news that just came through from goldman sachs i'm going to break that down that'll kind of start our conversation and you know i want to hear all the experiences you've had i've been following you on social media obviously i talk to you on a daily basis or weekly basis specifically the last couple of weeks but it's cool to see the experience you're having and i want to let you guys know we're going to be bringing some pretty dynamic guests on here to show you different innovative ways to a hedge against this crazy inflation and we'll both talk about our experiences i got a you you got a ferrari i got the corvette um, a c8 i got the this thing is badass and believe it or not warriors we're turning these into assets which is crazy and so it's, it's just a different way of thinking but i want to sh- first show some news and then we'll kick it around and i, w- I want to kick it over to you and talk about you know the watches the ferrari and i know we're going to do a show specifically around watches because i don't i don't have any education around that and i know i'm learning from you and we both just bought um i bought an american muscle car you bought a supercar and both of them I'm leveraging mine as an asset and I'll never pay a dime for it hopefully if it works out the way I want to and then I could flip it for profit which is interesting it's just it's just a different way of thinking and our world is moving into a whole different paradigm but first I want to show you guys that are all watching here I want to show you guys this news that just broke and I'm sure a lot of people are getting this from the crypto communities um, but check this out wars this is really well I want to show you what they told you last year and then what they did this year, so Goldman Sachs uh, internal memo, this was last year, just to make it clear, May 7th, 2021, I think it was, Goldman Sachs internal memo unveils new cryptocurrency trading team. Now, why is it important? Why am I even bringing up Goldman Sachs? I'm going to show you something more powerful at the end of here. So follow follow along with this, okay? Then this just broke 49 minutes ago. This is all over the crypto media. Every YouTuber jumping on this. and I'm going to dive deeper into it on my show tomorrow morning, but I just want to show you guys a lot of people are getting a little anxious about crypto and ken and i are going to talk about the real deal with inflation and what's really happening and how you're just over broke you're getting more broke just by sitting there and not taking action so goldman sachs galaxy digital announces milestone over-the-counter crypto trade so the firm is the first major u.s bank to trade crypto over the counter cnbc was the first to report it goldman sachs traded a bitcoin linked instrument called non-deliverable option with a crypto merchant bank galaxy digital now dive into galaxy digital warriors you're going to start to see the deep deep connections and I did a YouTube video on that last week. Okay. Now this is interesting too. So they, they predictive program you for this stuff, right? This was back in January 7, 2020. They said that despite the price dip, Goldman Sachs sees a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin. And then all of a sudden, they do their first over-the-counter trade. We saw the partnership with Galaxy Digital. And I don't know if it's going to go over 100000 But these are the narratives that they're pushing out there. They're starting to say that's a better hedge against inflation than gold. But we're going to talk about some different um, hedges as well. But I also want to bring this up to you guys. I brought this up on a YouTube video. And I will dive into this a little bit deeper. I don't want to take the show to do this. But I just wanted to give people a little bit of uh, juice in their tank. Because I think people are starting to deflate a little bit. 26 Goldman Sachs alumni who run the world. I highly recommend you go look this article up on Investopia. So, you got people from the Treasury, the Fed, Congress, uh, miscellaneous people all over Washington. It breaks down every single person and their role and how they came from Goldman Sachs. Abroad, you have central banks, you got the ECB, you got the European Union, you got government roles. These are all people that came from Goldman Sachs. Now, you have Goldman Sachs doing the first US crypto trade. So, this hopefully gives you a little bit of breathing room you know i'm not saying this is the end all be all but it's just showing you where we're heading and and i want to talk to you about that today ken and talking about hedges against inflation you know i just filled up both of the cars i have a a denali suv which is and again both the cars i own i want to make it very clear warriors i've taken you guys on this whole journey brenda's right here here on my right hand side she's gonna be hip to hip with me we're gonna start to film the actual internal experiences that we're doing here at the academy because people like jv you're kind of surface We're going deep. We're going to start to show you the building, the companies and showing you the new office that we just got next door. And we're also showed you this, uh, the muscle car. So I keep calling it a supercar, a Corvette's not a supercar. It's an American muscle car, but, um, I was able to get a, a supercar, right? Very, very, very low interest rate. Okay. So sorry, muscle car, a supercar, very low interest rate. And I'm going to be renting the car and allowing other people to pay for the payment. I'm also going to build a small network of people who are going to be my renters who can go enjoy the car they'll pay the payment. I'm going to pay it down as quick as possible with other people's money that are renting it. I'm going to take that and then I'm going to flip it into a $200,000 car. Now I'm going to flip it into a Lamborghini without ever paying a dime of my own money. So also this type of car is already an asset, which is wild. And so I wanted to talk about that and then we could dive a little bit into watches. I know we're going to go into that, but inflation, I filled up both the cars. It was $230 to fill up the cars, $230. I was like, damn, And then I was, you know, I was flying around doing a lot of traveling and you can just see the prices going up. Now, there was an interesting dynamic too, which kind of makes me nervous, a little nervous. When I was in Miami and traveling around California, inflation is through the roof. And I think this is what you and I do a good job of of bringing the reality back to people, but people are out there just spending money like crazy. I mean, we went to some theme parks. We were at, uh, you know, some nice hotels in California. We're in Miami beach. People are throwing money everywhere. And I'm like, There's so much stimulus out there still, Warriors. You have to understand that there's so much stimulus. But at some point, that is going to dry up. And it's going to dry up when the narrative is ready to be switched, right? The elites are packing their bags. They're getting their money into the into assets, right? Gold. Uh, Russia is, is is increasing their gold. They stopped buying gold for a little bit. When the narrative kicked back up, they started increasing their gold purchases, right? China, if you look at 2019, boom, gold went straight up. In America, Basel three, the banking system, and in European Union, I think too, Basel three. In order to have riskier assets at your bank, you have to carry physical gold now. No more paper gold. So obviously, there's something shifting. Not quite, J.B. Yeah. If Russia have got
1: gold, right, mm-hmm. if, their, if their currency is perhaps backed
0: by gold, then it wouldn't be dependent on the US dollar, would it? No. Nope. And, and think about it too. They're, they're, they were backing out of, um, I don't, I hopefully, I'll say this correctly. So, if you want to re quote me on this or, or, or say it correctly in the comments, guys, it's uh, last year, Russia pulled the American dollar out of their investment fund. I don't know what fund it was, but they pulled the American dollar out. And so, and then you got Russia and China working together for their own SWIFT type system or distributed ledger technology to go around the SWIFT system. The whole narrative is a SWIFT system, right? And China, Gold shot through the roof. 2019, which is weird. All of a sudden, gold's here. Boom, they shoot up after in 2020. C-word narrative, right? And then you have the Russia. Russia all of a sudden started ramping up their gold purchases, right? You got Russia and China are number five and six for, I think, the gold, um, how much gold they hold in is in the top six there. Um, but it's interesting. Then you got, like, these elites buying all this farmland, China buying all this farmland in America, So there's something obviously happening, right? Inflation is through the roof. And so as you sit and you're just overbroken, not to be offensive, I'm not trying to offend people, but we call them just overbrokes because you're just barely able to make it. And as you sit there and you get a point, you know, 25 cent raised, but your gas prices double, it's like, you're just getting a pay cut every single moment you don't take action out there. So um, I wanted to talk to you about the car thing. Like, uh, you know, you shared that on your Instagram too. Like, when I got into this, this is a whole new round for me, guys. I'm just being honest with you guys. You know, God, is coming up on three years now. But I had lost everything for the third time three years ago. Now, you'd say, why would I listen to a guy who's lost everything? Because I have lost everything three times, and I finally figured it out. I was doing it completely wrong. I was in an old-school paradigm. I started to change my money to a money mindset. I read Richest Man in Babylon. I started to multiply my money, and everything I touch now is an asset. So I have two vehicles now, which I don't pay for at all, which is – hard for people to conceptually understand, right? I will never get a loan on a vehicle personally for myself unless it's an asset. And so can we, let's talk about your Lamborghini. So you talked about your Lamborghini being an asset. Can you help people understand what that means? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't use the word asset. I would probably use the word hedge. And the, yeah. the reason I use
1: the word hedge just now is because we don't want people to go away thinking that you know uh, a car is an asset because it traditionally is a liability and eventually it's gonna become a liability. So just now as yeah. a hedge, And why is it a hedge? It's because people are scared. And, you know, you mentioned that people are chucking money away. It's because they've lost trust and respect for paper currency because of the amount of money printing that's going on. So they're thinking, if I am working as hard as I am to receive pieces of paper, which we can all agree now is an illusion. It's meaningless. It's not backed by anything. So they're thinking, why not put it? And this makes perfect sense, right? Why not put it into a Corvette? Or a Lamborghini or a Ferrari that's taken significant man hours and resources, metals, to put together and build. Mm. So it's taken a hell of a lot more effort to put this beautiful asset together than it's taken for this ugly piece of shit printer to print out this dollar. Right. So now you can buy a car right now that's going to probably go up in value. Cars are not going down in value right now at all. You know, I, I've literally just get paid $30,000 to drive my Ferrari in a very short period of time. Mm. That, because that's how much it's going up in value. So every single day that you drive your car now, of course, uh, I say every car, but every car that I've looked at is going up in value.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, I bought a, a Maserati back in 2018. Still got the car. It's worth more than what I paid for it back in 2018. This is insane. Wow. So, like, holding money, cash, right now, is dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, Gold is a pain in the ass. I like gold, but it's a pain in the ass. Silver Mm. is a bigger pain in the ass.
0: I like (laughs) silver,
1: but it's a pain in the ass. It's hard to move it about. So, if you take a look at what the countries are doing, like Russia, you know, they started and resumed their gold purchases. You know, they were doing Mm. that two years ago, and now they've wrapped it back up again. They're doing it for a reason, because they know that it takes energy, resources, Mining power, manpower, expertise to mine an ounce of gold. It takes yeah. the same amount to mine an ounce of gold today that it did a thousand years ago, and it buys you the same today that it did a thousand years ago. So, regardless of what people say, that Bitcoin is better than gold, maybe it's going to go up more, yeah, in terms of price against the dollar. But it's been there for 5,000 years, and Bitcoin hasn't. As much mm-hmm. as I love cryptocurrency, Bitcoin also is a speculation. You know, we can look at the chart, and it is going up in value, but um. You know go back to a video that dan peña posted a couple of years ago he said if if you knew who was behind bitcoin you would mm. run for the hills and he said it's going to go to zero maybe maybe he's right i don't know maybe he's right you know and, and if it is who i think it is that's behind bitcoin then they're pretty well prepared for what's happening if if that person is satoshi then they control 10 percent of the supply that mm. money so like if you think about the gold reserves in that country that I'm speaking about. Yeah. Yeah. And um you could pretty much say that their dot that their currency is backed by it's backed by gold. Mm-hmm. And if they control a significant percentage of the supply of Bitcoin, then they're pretty much sorted. So we got we gotta think about, you know, look at what is it that these the, the elite are doing. They're buying gold, they're buying assets, they're buying land. Yeah. Gates is buying land in the USA, farmland. It's like the best thing that you could do right now is to take a look at what does cash flow and what oh, yeah. doesn't yep. bitcoin you you can cash flow your bitcoin but it's going to be super volatile you know volatility is the price you pay for for performance mm. land it doesn't really do anything it's going to not going to produce you cash flow but it's going to go up in value so we can say that's a hedge like a car but so if you turn your yep. car into business like what you have done then it's you know you're, you're turning it into an asset that's going to be cash flowing
0: mm-hmm.
1: Real estate, on the other hand, you know, it comes with its, uh, it comes with its list of problems, but mm-hmm. it's a good thing to have. But, you know, you've got potential difficulties with tenants. Yeah. So, and, yeah, yeah, like, yeah well, a business, like a business that's going to produce cash flow in the essential infrastructure um, sector is probably one of the best yes. things that you could buy. We bought three companies. Me my students bought three companies in the last two weeks. And we've about bringing him on the uh, show next week, yep. which uh, would be nice to share with everybody. You know what? You know, right now, guys, we have no time to waste. Like mm-hmm. we are running a race now. You've said you've said that the uh, inflation is out of control. Day by day, you're getting paid to drive your car. You're getting paid mm-hmm. to wear your watches. Your real estate is going up in value. Your dollars are going down in value. This is serious. Yeah. Like th- th- this is probably the most. Um, significant financial disaster in the history of man.
0: Yes. And yeah, I think, think, like like yeah. you talked about the business part, like that's just really important too. It's like the, the thing that you taught me, and I want to share because we've been working together for a while now. It's well, It's gone by really fast. And so what I've learned too is like throughout that time, I've taken equity in some companies that are a lot of startups, right? And I've, I've stopped doing the startups because of what you really taught me. And so the startups and like the innovation, like people really need to understand like, you know, they keep saying even playing field or the great reset, right? There really is a great reset in the way that we do business, the way that you walk, the way that you talk, the way that you think. So if you look at these companies that are very innovative companies, I mean, if you have an idea like or if you're wanting to get into the cryptocurrency space or blockchain, there's so many opportunities for people to make money right now. It's unbelievable how much freedom is available. But it's, it's about shifting that old paradigm right even the car thing for me like and I love that you said that I even put it in here you know it's so not only is it a hedge against inflation but it's also I'm turning into an asset but you're correct because the more that car gets driven the more it becomes a depreciating asset right and unless I'm beating you know if it, if it with inflation and the car value and all that stuff you can do all the numbers but the cool thing is I'm driving a really nice car without paying anything for it which is wild and like I would never conceptually understand that unless I changed my frame of mind and started learning from people like you and really understanding how you guys make money moves and things like that and then diving into business like people think right now it's like business business why would you get into business it's the greatest time in human history to get into business so for example we i own a uh, crypto uh, equity in a um a cryptocurrency app company called Blockheads, a cryptocurrency fund called Phoenix Crypto Assets. That that fund is exploding. Like There's all these things that we're doing right now that are in innovative technologies. But then you also taught me too, is looking at these companies that have been here for a long time, that are going to be here for the test of time. And one thing that I want to share with people is people think that you have to have a bunch of money. You don't have to have a much money to buy companies. You need resources. And since I've met you, I've met more resources than I ever thought were possible. And so I wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit too, to really help people understand that. Like, for example, I'm a, um, I'm a, what do we call it? Influencer or a creator, right? So I create I'm motivational, inspirational. I'm great at connecting. I'm great at having conversations. That's what I'm really good at. And then I have a CFO who's really good at numbers, right? And now you've introduced me to people who are key people that have access to money and funds. And so, I want to dive into business a little bit more and hopefully we can start to bridge that conversation and talk a lot more about it. Because, you know, if you're someone who wants to sell your company, reach out to us, like we'll do a vetting process, to see if it's the right company. If you're wanting to retire or move into retirement, we would look at buying your company as long as it meets the parameters that we're looking for. But what are some things that people can be looking at right now in regards to business? Because people would think right now in the old paradigm oh, my God, why would I go into business right now, right? Well, yeah, you're not going to want to open up an ice cream shop in a mall or a clothing store in a mall, right? We're not talking about that. So what is some advice you have for people as they, you know, maybe out there, if they're putting their eyes and ears open for us, looking for businesses, we can partner with them as well. Absolutely, we can. Yeah. Well, I never thought, first of all, that
1: we'd be running the race as fast as we are right now. This is like what 2007 was, but steroids, I don't know about you, Coach TV, but I'm feeling the uh, I'm feeling the pressure, man. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of, like I'm, I'm watching I'm watching your purchasing power getting destroyed. Yeah. So you don't have time to start a business. I, I think we can, uh, unless you know what you're doing and you have a very clearly defined path, and you know it's going to be a success. Then starting a business is dangerous because a lot of these businesses fail. Nine out of ten fail. And buying a business, you know, you're buying something that's like you said. It's uh, stood the test of time. Something that's within the essential infrastructure space. Maybe it's government funded. Maybe mm. it's um, it's a recession proof. It's going to be um, pandemic proof. Something that somebody needs. You know, everybody needs to wipe their ass. So we need toilet papers. Maybe it's going to be replaced by uh, hoses that we have here in Dubai, you know, the bum gun. But you yeah. still need to wipe your ass or dry it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, toilet paper. Is something that we're looking at ourselves.
0: Mm.
1: Toilet paper manufacturing businesses. We need cleaning products. Just you know, I'm, I'm just trying to chuck some ideas out there to get you guys thinking of what kind of business yeah. gonna buy. We need things cleaned. Like robots can't really replace cleaners. They right, can. right. So we need cleaners. We need uh, consumables. We need toilet paper. We need. Uh, there's so many things that we need. We need mm-hmm. education. We need schools. Primary education. There's a guy in in the chat now, Declan. He said, we've got two more companies in legals today. Kent, yeah. right there. Wow. Zero cash down. I've lost count. How many businesses? I've lost count, guys. I think it's we're on business number seven. Wow. It's amazing. So the, this is the greatest way in human history to make money, is to buy businesses. Yet, cryptocurrency, you can, but you're going to be very disciplined. Mm-hmm. And you can you yeah. can make money with your job. but if you want to make money with no money, then you need to learn how to buy businesses with leverage. It's yes. simple as so that. If anybody um, that's listening to this now has any anything greater uh, or any other opportunity that they believe is going to bring in the level of wealth that buying businesses does within that time horizon, then I'd love to speak to you. I'd love I'd love to learn because. In my sixteen years of being in hard entrepreneurship, I haven't come across anything like I've kinda given up looking now because this is it this this is the pinnacle. This is the top of the iceberg. Yeah. So you know what
0: this goes into really this goes into the perfect question. Like I didn't want to interrupt you, but this is perfect. So AR is asking. So let me ask a serious question. I'm stuck. Someone who's just getting into considering an LBO. And I thought the exact same thing when I when I started learning about LBOs with a weekly paycheck, what is what is a person would see as someone like to partner with? So for example, they're not partnering with you, they're partnering with the business. So you're you're coming to the bank or to the lender or to the person partnering with the business. So like, I think that's, that's the thing that I had to break free from the paradigm is that was a question I got right away. It was like, well, I'm going to them with what, right? Well, I have business experience so, you know, I have nine companies under management, so I probably would have a, I don't have a better shot than somebody who it's the business. So for example, if you have a gun manufacturing company, you're approaching the lender with the business, not you. It's not you standing in front of it. It's the business. Am I saying that correctly? It's the business that they're financing. But yeah, of course, it's
1: the, it's the company that they're financing. You know, you've got a business which is like a sole trader. This is you as a sole trader that owns some assets. That's a, a business. A company is an entity. So you're an entity. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. have your own credit score. A company is an entity. It's got its own framework. It's got its own credit score. And it's portable. The business of shareholders and directors, a, so, like a, a company of uh, shareholders and directors, a business does not. So just understanding the difference between the word business and company is very important. And also, if you're going to a lender with a business that you're looking to leverage finance against, then that business should have a director in place. It should have a team of experienced individuals that know exactly how to work every single mechanic within that business. And if it doesn't, then you can bring somebody to that company with the industry expertise, plug them in as a director. And when you give your, uh, uh, you don't even need to pitch, you're, you're just looking for finance. You're looking for secured finance against the assets in that business. Um, you'll be introducing the team, the revenues, the cash flows to the lender, and they'll be making a decision based on the credit score of that company. So the focus is on the company as opposed to use a private individual. Now, you know, I noticed the, the, the comments saying you're somebody with a weekly paycheck. The weekly paycheck doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. When you're doing a leverage buyout, then you're leveraging the liquidity of a company. You're buying a company that's got high levels of net assets in low levels of debt and you're shifting the the net assets down and increasing the debts. Um, So once you can get your head around it, then it's very, very easy to understand. And once we get Declan on the show next week, we can go through, um, you know, these are very easy deals. These are very, very easy. There's no complicated mechanics within, you know, like this is very simple, what we do. You can make it as complicated as you want to make it. You can make it as easy as you want to make it. It just depends.
0: And what would be an example? So you talked about like toilet paper companies. You talk about schooling. So we're looking at gun manufacturing, bullet bullet uh, shooting ranges, things like that. What are some things that like if people are out there looking or know a business that's selling that that could bring it to us? What are some things that you would recommend they would look for? Is it types of industries or yeah, types of industries and things types that yeah, so like
1: foods, uh, food farming, water, um, transportation. Um, we can look at logistics, distribution, depending on what product they're distributing. Um, a company that's heavy on government contracts, um, like a commercial cleaning company that's got a lot of government contracts. Um, you know, when I say government contracts, I mean like cleaning public buildings, it could be, uh, you know, town halls, it could be police stations, it could be um, disaster cleanup recovery, you know, cleaning up after-crime scenes for the police. I'm just trying to chuck in some different ideas there, but you yeah. know we just need to be thinking in terms of, like what my brain is saying, saying to myself now. If another pandemic-style situation happened, what would be the risks associated with that particular business that we're yeah. looking at acquiring? And you mentioned gun manufacturing, so we're looking at buying uh, gun manufacturing companies, uh, gun shops, ammunition manufacturing companies, shooting ranges, because we, I think we can agree that. People are going to be wanting to brush up on their shooting skills mm-hmm. going into the future. Mm-hmm. People are going to want to stock up an ammunition on guns to protect themselves and their families, especially mm-hmm. in the USA. So for me, that's yeah, you know, it's a passion of mine as well. I love guns, ammunition. You know, it's something that I love, but it's also something that can be monetized in terms of buying a business that's going to be sustainable. Um But yeah, no, that, that's just my, uh, my my thoughts just now. But you know, you can, there's nothing to say that you can not go out and buy um, a gym, but right. um, the risk associated with it being closed if another disaster happens is right. high.
0: Right, and you also got to look at too, like for example, I'm, I, we have a gym, we own a gym, but that is a, it's a small part of our academy, right? We went online with our gym, and it was like running a gym. A lot of people like, oh, I want to open up a fitness. C- you're selling pain. You're literally selling pain and discomfort. <laughs> you know, you're literally selling an uncomfortable lifestyle to somebody being, unless you love fitness, like I do, it's uncomfortable. People don't like working out. So it's very cyclic, right? You want to think about that, you know, and, and are you going to reinvent the wheel in gyms and make people love gyms? Maybe like an orange theory fitness, but they all phase out. Look at all these companies that come up with these in Peloton, right? They come out and they explode and then they fade off. You got all these, you know, what was it, beach body. you got all these companies that come on and, it's probably unless unless you really, 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 really love fitness, and you want to be in the gym all day sixteen hours a day, you Probably a gym is not the best thing to do, right? We were able to create an innovative company that has a gym mixed in with cryptocurrency and generational wealth building and passive income. And so nobody's done anything that we've done, but the fitness part of our company is like this big, this big. If we were a fitness company, we'd be out of business because they shut us down. They completely shut us down. We went online and you're going against these massive companies. So like, that's something that's important too. like, to think about, as Ken was saying, it's like, you know, if you're thinking like the companies that I, got equity and there are companies like cryptocurrency apps You know, we have a mutual fund. We have things that are literally innovative and happening right now in the space that are actually working, right? Things that we're solving problems for things in the cryptocurrency space. And those are things that are already there. Um, Things like education, I think that's really important too, is like, you know, there's never been a better time than like, for example, TikTok. TikTok is what exploded my business. Like a lot of people like TikToks for dancing. Like it, it literally exploded my business, TikTok, and then having a YouTube channel and educating people and helping people. There's so many resources you can do to earn extra money to become an investor or to invest in a company or like it's just it's just about to me it's like breaking because my brain is completely different than it was three years ago all of a sudden I'm living this freedom lifestyle I'm traveling all over and I'm just it's I think differently. That's the only thing I can share with people. Like my brain operates differently. I don't think about money the same. Money is not, it's a tool versus something I need, right? When I get the tool that comes into my bank account, I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to use this? How am I going to multiply this, right? So I can keep this freedom lifestyle going. And I think that's really important too. And I know we're going to dive into, um, Ken was saying he was going to help us out by doing a show on watches. Like uh, I don't have any education around watches and stuff like that, but can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I know we'll dive into it deeper, but like people don't think the watch as you wear are an asset, right?
1: Yeah, you know, people see these, uh, I'll show you this one here, for example, these expensive watches, and they think, thinking, why, why would you spend $100,000 on a watch? But it's not about spending $100,000 on a watch, it's about scarcity. You know, these things here, you're going to be on a waiting list for a long time to be able to get the opportunity. You need to be invited to buy something like that because, mm-hmm. like, rich people, we know that watches are an investment. Um, and I know a lot of people in the community say, you know, watches, it should be something you love. You should be looking upon them as investments. You should look upon uh, buying a watch to make money from. But that's what it is now. People are literally buying watches and anything that they can get their hands on, Audemars Piguet, Rolex, Patek. They're buying anything they can get their hands on because they know that it's going up in value. I've got watches, dude, that are like, I'm even buying watches that I would never have bought before that, because I knew they wouldn't roll really it up in value because now they're going up in value. Even this one here, it's one of my cheaper watches, but uh, I love it. It's uh, Army Green Panerai. In fact, guys, the CEO of this company right here, I was, I was having dinner with this guy. Uh, they own like Cartier and some other brands. Uh, but even these watches are going up in value. Wow. So like, enjoy your money. Wear yeah. your money. Enjoy it because it's going to go up in value. But um, a lot of people say, you know, with watches, where do I get started? Um, shitty Rolexes, dude, that you paid 10K for are selling selling for like 30, 40K. Wow. Because the scarcity, they're, they're so scarce. Like the waiting lists are so full for Rolex globally that they're shutting off the waiting lists. So you can't even get on a waiting list. Like in here in Dubai, they, they said, you know, you need to spend 1 million plus dirhams before we can consider you, consider you for a closed waiting list. So you get two different markets here. You get the um, the mm-hmm. retail market, and you get the grey market. Like I buy from both. So like I bought a watch that I didn't want, which cost me 50k about a week ago, two weeks ago, because mm-hmm. I knew it was going to help my profile later. Like I, I was one of these guys that would say, like, who are these people that are buying watches for the sake of buying watches just to get on the waiting list to get access to other watches. I didn't understand this, but now I get it. Right. Now I know exactly why they do it because watches are coming off the line that are, you buy them for um, 30K, they're selling for six figures. Damn. This is real. This is real. You can buy a watch if you're lucky enough to get the call, They call it getting the call, and you pay 30K, that watch is going to sell for about 130K. Mm. Like this watch here, um, similar watch to this, the Royal Oak, Chronograph, but this is called the offshore. You'd pay about forty thousand. Jeez, 40, 000, fifty thousand dollars for that. But the blue face, the blue dial, is going to sell for about hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So you can make a six figure profit from day one. Like no. I, I, I've made. If I cashed in my watches, I would make so much money. But like for me, I buy them because I enjoy them. But I am also scared. Mm. The pieces of paper. I don't. I don't like pieces of paper. Like mm-hmm. you need to get your money into decentralized finance protocols. Today, yep. Yep. like about two hours ago, I dropped another sixty or seventy K to yield app. Because mm-hmm. like I'm getting seven percent. I've got the basic account just now, get seven percent on yield, but I'm kinda like offsetting inflation a little bit. Yeah, but like so either your money needs to be working for you and producing more money, or you need to be creative. Is is, yep. is investing in watches being creative? I don't know, but it's making money. I've got mm-hmm. watches dude that are making a hundred and three hundred and four percent profit if wow. I, if I them in can you believe yeah. that
0: I so I, are- yeah I do during these times it's like that this this is like it's history it's happened before it's like those oh my gosh it's it's such a it's and it's I know a lot of people it's like hard the people are listening on the podcast to all over the world and it's like just wrap your brain around this if you have like for example if someone looked at my bank account right now they'd be like JV he has hardly any money i have hardly any cash in my bank account as soon as money hits my bank account boom it's gone like i literally take it i put it into cryptocurrency i either put it in silver i put it into something that i know personally right now right and i'm like i take my cash and i'm like it immediately moves into assets right away and it's it's totally different mindset that i had before totally different mindset i work to reduce my uh what do you call it um i reduce all my living expenses as low as humanly possible to just just living expenses house food shelter insurance things like that and then for example the car the the SUV that i drive is paid for by my company we bought it because we would have paid it in taxes so we got to you know that we're allowed to depreciate the value of 40% for the first year and then the the car i was like hey i wanted i would love to have a really cool freaking american muscle car got it and i'm turning it into an asset these are just things that a creative state of mind and then what happens is though this is what happens and i want to share with people because this is what will happen to you so for example i i, I bought the uh 2019 corvette it's the super sport the top line it's a track car it's fast as hell badass convertible stick it's like everything so when i present that to somebody or somebody sees it and i share with them what i'm doing they immediately attack me with the old paradigm do you know how much it costs to maintain a car like that? Do you know how people drive those when they rent them? I said, yes, 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 yes. I'm like, then don't do it. <laughs> like, like, don't, like, why, why are you even like that? You're stuck in that old paradise. And how many supercars have you rented? Have you ever done it before? Have you ever, do you know the level of insurance you can get? Do you know this? I researched it for a year before I even bridged into it. But I'm also being strategic. I'm going to build a, a group of elite renters that rent my car so they can enjoy it on the weekend. They can make my car payment for me. They can pay it down for me. And then I'm, I'm, my goal is to get a Lamborghini without ever paying a dime out of my own pocket. That's my goal. And then when I get the Lamborghini, I'll keep it for myself. I'm not going to rent the Lamborghini out the Corvette. You can drive that thing like a beast, man. It's much easier to fix. But it's just it was a state of mind because when I presented it to people within my close paradigm. Oh, you, you know how much? Oh, yes, I know how much it costs to service a Corvette. Yes, I know. I, I looked into all that stuff. It wasn't like I just blindly went into it. Well, what if somebody wrecks it? That's what insurance is for. Well, what if it's on Turo and somebody steals it? That's what insurance is for. <laughs> you know, so I'm not doing it. I'm not truly doing it as a money-making strategy. I get to drive a really cool car. It's appreciating. And I get to pay it down and somebody else gets to pay for it for me. It's it's just a different way of thinking. And and it's about that's why I want to go into the mindset portion of it, because a lot of things we talked about today are just stuff that I couldn't even rationalize before. And it's like you you have to right now, as Ken said. It's it's emergency right now that you have to start shifting your mindset. Where so people listening on the podcast worldwide on this YouTube, you have to start shifting your mindset. You need to start reading books like you know the Richest Man in Babylon, um, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, you know, learn the cash flow quadrant. Learn how billionaires and multimillionaires manage their money. Not the person who is like, for example, Ken is showing you these these elite things, but these are investments, right? They're cash flow quadrant, right there. You need to understand this stuff and keep reading it until you can comprehend it. Keep listening to you, people on YouTube that are talking about this stuff, watch his show, Robert Kiyosaki, watch our show on a weekly basis, absorb the information. That's what I did. I just started hanging out with different people that were doing different things that were actually very important that were wise counsel. Okay. I was seeking people and I was listening to a lot of YouTubers and people. Then I really dove in. I'm like, they're really not actually doing that. I'm like, Oh shit. You know, they just became famous off of this. And then they, it's just, so I started to like, I went and met Ken. I saw what he's actually doing. Like, what he's actually hanging with these elite people. And I'm like, okay. So, and he's making these moves. He bought a Ferrari. And I'm like, okay, that's an asset. And if you look up the Ferrari. Oh, another
1: it, one a few days ago. GT3RS, another yeah. dream car. That'll be, that's going to up in value,
0: dude. Another 100%. One. Yep. It's going to go up in value. And it's just, and we're not saying, to, I wanted to let you guys know, if you're listening to this online or in person, like, we're not saying go out and buy a Ferrari or a supercar, right? So, for example, let me, let me walk it from my perspective. The car that I purchased, I did my own like like my own bank loan in my mind. I said, if nobody rents this car, I can afford that car 3 times over easily with insurance and car payment. So I made sure that I could easily afford it, it wouldn't hurt any of my living expenses, I could survive, I could still invest every single month, and I would be more than happy to drive that car on the weekends and have a great time with it. So if I can't rent it or it doesn't work out like all these people said, then I have a really badass car that I can afford very, very easily. So we're not. I'm not saying go out and buy a supercar and try to rent it. I'm not saying because I'm going to show you guys if it's going to work. I'm going to show you the numbers. If it doesn't work, I can easily afford the car, and trust me, I enjoy driving the car. So I'd be very happy to enjoy it, and I get to you take the fruits of my labor, which is really cool. So I want to make sure people don't go out and try to buy a supercar. Just the concept is understanding that inflation is going through the roof right now through the roof and it's not slowing down i mean what what are your thoughts on that i mean it i don't see it slowing down i'm thinking it's not even getting started yet man right like this is the beginning of the machine um
1: and that's why like i'm go if i rewind a few years ago like i prefer to have more cash and less assets like when they say assets cars and you know just, just toys things kicking about but now like The world is changing. So, why should our mindset not be changing? If your mindset is not adapting and changing at the speed that things are changing in the world and you're not coming up with solutions and rationale, you're going to get left behind. So, like, I I would rather be uh, sitting with more assets, I suppose, than more cash in the bank. And, like you say, you know, you're putting your money out to work so that, you know, we need to be 10xing inflation just now. Like, I I don't know how bad this thing's going to get, to be honest. you know, I've never lived through something like this. I've been through a recession. Right. I've done very well with through the recession, but um, you know, how, how bad do you think this thing's going to get? Like, how about we control, like the dollar. How much purchasing power has the dollar lost since the last sixty years?
0: Oh my god, 70, how, how much purchasing power is that uh, lost? Eighty six percent. I think it's eighty six percent, eighty six to eighty nine percent. It's lost. I mean, that's crazy to think about. And then I always talk about this. I love that you brought that up. Has people's productivity gone up? Absolutely. People are bigger, faster, stronger. They can work harder. They can work longer. We work way longer hours now. And think about how productive we are and how little we get paid for how much value you've lost on the pay you're getting. Like when I conceptually understood that, like think about somebody who was a- uh, The pay the, the no. yeah. is not going up. The inflation is going up. But what with the pay? The pay ain't going up. No. No, and, and then they give they give this false narrative last year where people at Starbucks go from making ten bucks an hour to sixteen to twenty three bucks an hour, but your gas just doubled. You did not get a pay raise. You did not get a pay raise. It's a mind fuck. Excuse my language. It is. It is a it's like, it's that's a what I'm saying. These
1: cars are not assets. They are still liabilities, but they're hedges against inflation because yes. you're coming out with some more money. But that's just paying the extra gas. It's paying all of the extra foods costs you're having to pay out, your living expenses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I just and the thing is, too, like, I I just want to be very clear, too. It's like we know that people are struggling out there. There's like and you got it. It's just what we're trying to say is, is I always say, get your shit together. Like like men, women, everybody start to think differently, guys. I would say here's what I would do, to be honest with you. I'll share with you what I did. Now, we weren't going through what we're going through right now. We were going through the C word and I was going through divorce, all that stuff. I move back in and I'm not saying move back in with your parents, but I know Gary Vay says this type of stuff. Okay, if you have the opportunity maybe combine a household or like if you can just get your shit together and like lower your expenses take every dime you have and invest it in something like get, get it out of cash and into an investment. That's what I did. I literally was like, okay, I got to get my shit together. I, I had gotten divorced. They shut the business down. We were having, we were trying to run this gym and we finally made it and it collapsed because of C word. I mean, I had lost everything guys. And I was like, Oh my God. And so I'm like, give me one year and a half. I looked my mom in the eyes and I said, give me a year and a half mom. You will never ever worry about money again. She'll tell you the story. I looked her in the eyes. I said one year and a half and I got, my shit together. I didn't date. I didn't go out. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't party. I literally followed every single YouTuber that I respected. I watched Gary Vay nonstop. I did his flip strategy. I started. I you know I made ten bucks off a vacuum, and I'm like, oh shit, put it into a speculative asset. Put it into a speculative asset. I went and drove Uber. Kevin and I were both doing the Postmates. Anything we could do to earn money, and I went from. 10 bucks to 20 to 10,000 to 20,000 to six figures. And all of a sudden it was like, and then opportunity met hard fucking work. I put in a ton of work for four years straight. And then all of a sudden I went viral. It, it wasn't people were like, oh, you blew up overnight. It was consistency of doing the same things over and over again. But the key factor was, is at one point I had to change my mindset because the consistency was giving me the same result. I kept getting the same financial result. I would get make money and then I'd lose it. I'd make money and then I'd do stupid things. Like I would buy a car as a personal car that would come out like a five $600 car payment because I it didn't make any. Then does that make sense? Now I just bought a car, but it's a completely different paradigm. It's a completely different Way of thinking, and all I did was change my frame of mind. So, if you're at home right now and you're like, "Well, this sounds great," how can you cut your expenses? If it's a two household, uh, husband and wife, buckle down, lock arm in arm, lock arm in arm, and say, "You know what? Hey, you drive Uber tonight, and I'll watch the kids." You d- and just start investing. And rent that- the room out.
1: Rent a room yes. the room in the house. your living room into a bedroom. Yeah. If you've got a living room, you don't need the living room. You can turn yep. that living room into a bedroom and rent it out. On, if you're in the UK, spareroom.co.uk or spareroom.com. Yeah. Craigslist, Gumtree, Facebook, rent the room out. You'll get the uh, UK five hundred pounds, six hundred pounds a month, one hundred twenty-five right. pound a
0: week for a yep. room. Stop so eating out. Stop eating out. Stop eating out. Eat beans and rice, man. Get get disciplined. Beans and rice. My my kids, my daughter. That's why you guys see me and my daughter have a very and my son, of course, you know he's he's my son, but we me and my daughter have this very and my my the special relationship now with as she's older because you know I mean think about what my daughter went through, man. All of a sudden at 15 years old, boom, gets uprooted, and all of a sudden she's living with grandma and grandpa during her her, her like formative years in high school. All of a sudden it's like I'm living with my grandparents. My dad's sleeping on the floor. What the. F- And so I literally, she got to watch me peel myself off of the ground. And I'm just trying to encourage you guys words. And I'm telling you guys these stories, honest stories, because I know a lot of people are in that position right now and and your pay is going down every second. Gas prices go up. Guys, next is food prices. Ukraine and Russia are the highest suppliers of wheat (laughs) where your food prices are going to start to skyrocket. Next thing you know, you're going to go to buy food for your family and get gas. And you're going to be like, I don't have any money left. And then what do you do? Then you're gonna to have to start to combine households. So I think we're gonna see a lot of like like the Great Depression, where a lot of families are gonna move back in together. But maybe act. I'm not telling you to you know do that, but I maybe activate, move back in together, move in with your parents. Say let me let me help you guys out for a little bit. Let's share. Let's invest. Maybe buy a bigger house together and just go balls to the wall in investing. That's what I did for God a year and a half. And I the only sure answer, is- dude, balls is to the wall. If, if you ain't gonna go balls to the wall, you're fucked
1: right you are. now yeah so every single person mm-hmm. listening to this now in the podcast on on youtube
0: needs to get their balls to the ball <laughs> and let them stick to the wall until 2030 Yep. and don't look back you will you will not. like three years i tell people like i cannot believe the life that i live now but again i make it very clear i started this in 2017 i, I was you know posting non-stop every single day consistent right it was just it was hard work met people say luck or opportunity, right? It just was the right platform at the right time. And people needed the message. And I was super honest too. I was like, guys, I really fucked up. I'm 41 years old. I'm living with my mom. And that's how I blew up on social media. I was like, but watch what I'm about to do. I'm going to show you guys what I can do. And now I'm showing you, like we decided, that's what Brenda's hip to hip with me now on the media team. It's like, we're going to show you the lifestyle that I live to encourage you, not to discourage you, to say, damn, this dude is living on his mom's couch three years ago. And now he's living a freedom lifestyle. And what shifted was here and activation as ken talks about as well i love what ken talks about with the secret it's like you can't just sit on your ass warriors you can't just do we do affirmations i do all the vision boards but you can't just sit on your ass and hope a million dollars shows up to your house you got to get off your ass do the affirmations have the highest level of frequency and vibration and i'll i'll leave you guys with this i'll kick it over to ken but um is one thing that i'm learning is frequency is so unbelievably real right For example, as we sit here right now, there's a billionaire sitting in Dubai, right? It's a frequency. As we sit here right now, there's somebody sitting in a crack house, right? 16 years ago, I was a drug addict in a crack house. Think about that. 16 years ago, I was a drug addict in a crack house. A lot of you may not know that story. Go read my book, Roids to Riches. 16 years ago, what was the difference? Same person, different frequency. That's all it is. I held the frequency at a new level for a long enough period of time. So you got to get yourself into these higher level frequencies. You got to keep listening to these YouTube videos. You got to keep listening to these podcasts. You got to keep reading books. You got to keep listening to positive music. You got to believe in yourself because the people around you, if you're in a low vibration frequency, every time you share an idea, they're going to shoot it down. Don't share your idea with people that are going to shoot it down. Just just keep your mouth shut. Get that's what I did. I kept my mouth shut. I got to work. I didn't share my ideas with people. And now people are like, even my pops was the other day, was like, You own nine companies? I was like. Yeah, <laughs> he was like his brain was like. <clears throat> he's like, you own nine companies. I'm like, yeah, we're opening because he saw we we're opened a corporate office next door. He's like, what do you need a corporate office for? I'm like, I have Freedom Asset Management Group. I, I have nine companies under management now. He's like, I mean, he he was like, what do you mean? Like he remembers a dude sleeping on his couch that that was a you know 41 year old who who lost everything, right? And he's like. I don't think he can still conceptually grab it. I don't know. I can't speak for him. But he was kind of like, what the hell? But your life can change very quickly, Warriors. Very, very quickly. But hopefully the message you're getting clear is like we're not telling you to go buy Lamborghinis and watches. What we're telling you is you need to start making different decisions. That your cash is trash. Ray Dalio says it. Everybody's saying it. The elites. You know, not the millionaires aren't saying it, but the multi-millionaires and billionaires are like cash is trash. Trash, right? I know Dave Ramsey's not saying cash is trash to save your money, but I don't understand how that concept works when your your savings account is depleting by like, and they say seven point nine percent for inflation. That's not true inflation words. That it's You're way. Higher.
1: something on you consistently, it's trash. They're are constantly dumping more of the stuff on the market. It's
0: trash. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And when, weaponized when, that is trash. I'm going to rephrase it. it's weaponized trash. Yeah. So it's like, I hope this, this, this motivates you and inspires you guys because we're giving you both aspects of it, right? Okay. Yeah. We're, we're buying supercars. I I, I I keep calling the Corvette supercars. People keep, call, I'm going to call it a supercar. It looks like, it's like a goddamn transformer, man. It's a, it's a, it's freaking amazing. My son calls it a transformer. It's badass. But anyways, it's an American muscle car. Um, But this is to encourage you. Remember, Ken has never been in the matrix. He broke free a long time ago. So how cool is that, right? He's been broken free and he's been doing this for 16 years. He just went on social media. He's like, I'm gonna start sharing my story. He's always had this foresight in 2007 during the worst financial collapse we had experienced up until now. He built businesses, or he actually bought businesses. So it's like he did the opposite of everybody else. I'm now doing the opposite of everybody else. Like I use an insurance product that I'm hedging against the 401k that I already, I already a lot of. And people keep asking, it's a form of MPI. So MPI actually, Curtis Ray used to be my one of my investors, um, and so now we we're not in business anymore. But Curtis Ray is the one that created MPI. But I use a form of MPI, which I've already. Now I left corporate America, spent my whole 401k on this business, lost everything. I've already replaced my retirement income just by that insurance product. And the banks don't sell this shit to you. They're not going, hey guys, why don't you get, they don't, they're selling you a product that's going to give you 50, like the million dollars at 5% is going to give you $50,000 in retirement. How can you retire on that? Like you work your whole life to make a million dollars in your 401k and you're going to retire on $50,000 of retirable income. Like that, that's, that's criminal, man in my opinion, it's just, it's criminal advice. It just is. That's why I couldn't stand banking. I was just like, but now that I know how it works, I'm like, it, it, I felt like a criminal. I'm like, man, I was, I didn't know any better, man. I was trained. I was trained to be a banker. And I was like, man, these people, Like, think about that you work for, maybe you work for the union for 35 years and you retire with a million dollars. That sounds like a lot of money, but then you go to get your retirement income and you're getting freaking $50,000 a year. You can barely go on vacation. I mean, that's not life, man. Yeah, the whole system's a scam. The banking system's a scam.
1: The fiat currency system's a scam. And I think, you know, a big respect uh, to you for your journey, for sharing it with everybody. I think um, that everybody should smash out the like button and show the respect mm-hmm. to Coach been for sharing that amazing story. That's uh, it's very inspiring to see, uh, you know, I'm sure for a lot of the listeners to, to see you uh, peeling, peeling yourself off the floor literally from the concrete and then getting to where you are today. It's you. Uh, you know, something else.
0: Thank you. And thank you for your mentorship too. It's been great, man. Just learning from different people and um, just having the, the access. And I think that's the biggest thing is where's plug yourself in, man. If it's watching this every single day, like for example, like when I remember when you came on our show for the first time, Selman introduced me to you, this is how cool, how cool life is and how easy things can how quickly things. Selman, I met a year ago, Selman introduced me to you. Selman was in my warrior Academy. He introduced me to you. As soon as I listened to you and interviewed you, I'm like, this guy's my coach. Like I saw, so I hired you as my coach right away. Right. Now, Selman has left his corporate job. He has started an NFT company, which I'm part owner in, and he's actually launched an NFT company called Collecti. This dude's life is changing. He literally just he locked and loaded. He focused, literally shut everything down and went fully in. And he has this big NFT company that he just created. And I'm like, that was one year, one year and like. There's just – oh, I just get so excited talking about this because I don't want people to look back and go, man, I was listening to this guy, Ken Mack, and Coach JV, and I had this opportunity to activate. Now, it's not going to be easy. It's not like you're just going to hit a switch and all of a sudden get it all figured out, but at least – Fail, at least try, at least try to do something right. And I promise you, if you try, you're going to start to move to different levels of frequency, you're going to be aligned with different people. The more you fail in business, the more you're going to meet people in business, the more you try to go out for funding, you're going to meet doing levels of people. And I'll leave you with this again with a lot of people is you don't need money to make money, you need resources. There's a lot of money out there that wants to make interest on their money. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that have too much money and then they know what to do with it, believe it or not. And they don't want it sitting in their bank account. And they would sure as hell love to invest in your company that you found that's sustainable and it's going to be here for a lifetime. So, again, if anybody, if you guys find companies that, you know, watch this video again, that, uh, you know, the gun manufacturing, manufacturing, you talk about toilet paper companies, things you're not thinking of, plumbing, things that are essential, right? Um plastic manufacturing, right? Anything like that. Uh, schools, daycare, Plastine, labeling, Yep. Uh, healthcare, healthcare. healthcare companies, reach out to us, reach out to where there's no reason why we can't have a conversation. If you know somebody who's selling the company, you could be the deal maker. You could bring the deal to us. We could talk about partnering and that this is, that's what community is all about Warriors doesn't guarantee the deal is going to happen, but you can at least vet the deal. It's like getting up to bat, right? It's like if you're in real estate, the more conversations you have, the more people you meet with, the more, you know, it's nerve wracking at first. When I did my first LBO conversation. I haven't had any close yet for me personally, but I went through and I'm um, still working and plugging away at it. And my first conversation was so nerve wracking. But after I've had a few conversations, I know what to ask now. And it's just like riding a bike and you get on it and you start cruising along. And I guarantee I'll have a couple LBOs by the end of this year so hopefully we're encouraging you guys and lifting you guys up and um can anything any last words before we jump off yeah i'm looking forward to continue this show uh through the uh through the rest of this year and
1: hopefully guiding as many people as possible to help you make uh, better decisions um it's great to be uh, you know be a part of the movement as well a beautiful community of boys and girls so um yeah guys just keep on listening to the content that we're sharing follow me on Instagram I post a lot of stuff on a daily basis unconditionally of what I'm doing myself day to day things that you could do as well um so yeah Ken Max show on YouTube sorry on Instagram just make sure that it's Ken Max show because there are like three pages of impersonators now I post a lot of stuff about gold silver assets um just really stuff that's going to wake you up uh, stuff that's going to wake you up and keep you motivated but I also do it myself for accountability. I like to keep myself accountable. And I'm, all yeah. I'm doing is really just documenting my journey. So I'm most active um, at uh, on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, so n- n- next week, uh, we'll look to bring one of my students on and yes. to share his journey. And that's uh, somebody that was working in the same place as me in Coach GB, McDonald's. And yeah, yeah. look at him now. This guy's absolutely smashing it. So uh, yeah. every single one of you guys listening to this now, make sure to tune in next Monday at 9 a.m. Arizona time because it's going to be a great session.
0: Yes. Isn't that funny? All three of us worked at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's in high school. Ken worked at McDonald's I think in high school as well. And it's like, it just, maybe, maybe if you work at McDonald's, you're going to be successful. I don't know what that is, but it was like, man, I remember working there going, this sucks, man. This really sucks. Even when I, you know, I served my country, I was in the military, man. And I'm not, you know, but thank you to those who serve the country. I just knew the, the inefficiencies when I was in the military. There was a lot of money being spent. That I, even then, I had a business mindset. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense, man. But, you know, thank you for those who serve their country. I serve my country as well. But I just, every time I was sitting in businesses, I just saw inefficiencies. And that's when I knew I was an entrepreneur. Because so I'm like, I could fix that. I could fix that. I could fix that. But we love you guys. We appreciate you. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you share the podcast. Uh, this is going worldwide. Uh, I promise you guys, jump on board now. Join the Ken Mac club. So you got www.mac.club and the www.3twarrioracademy.com. Also by next week, warriors, I will have it. um, Actually, I should have it this week is I will have the red pill boot camp. We got it. So there's huge demand for it. Um, we have it all recorded and built into a program now. And so you can go through the whole red pill boot camp self-paced. And so we got that ready to go. So next show we will have that up where you can actually rejoin that. Um, and if you've already gone through it, you have access to all the, the videos, but you can a lot of people are like, hey, how do I join the red pill boot camp? It won't be live, but it'll be pre-recorded and you'll get the same experience uh, going through the academy with everybody. We appreciate you. We love you. And as we always say, Warriors Get your shit together. Let's go.